Season 1, Episode 93, Pete's Podcast, Bible Story Evangelism, Acts chapter 18, verses 1 through 28. All right, so let me get on that page here. Sorry. Okay, um, Paul at Corinth. Now, Corinth is uh, a little south of Macedonia in Achaia, which is a part of Greece. On the peninsula of Greece, uh, down in the uh, Aegean Sea, Athens is seventy miles away, as we're going to see in in Acts chapter eighteen, verses one through three. Paul at Corinth, eighty fifty four. In all of the book of Acts, I've been complaining uh, that that. Uh, Luke doesn't do a very good job of, of, you know, I knew time was going by, but as far as time goes in the book of Acts or any historical book, uh, the best tool I know of is the uh, Usher's chronology dating system. And according to, uh, to uh, Usher's dating system, Acts chapter 18 has, uh, is now 54, AD 54. I would say circa AD 54. I sure wouldn't want to argue about the exact time here, but uh, Paul at Corinth. Uh, the book of Acts takes, as I said in the introduction, 30-some years, approximately 30 years, um, give or take. Mostly give, I think. But anyway, um, uh, so the first 10 years of the book of Acts deal up to chapter 12 deal with, with uh, Peter's ministry. And then Paul becomes a believer in chapter 12, but he's out of he's a couple of years with Jesus in the wilderness before he uh, uh, really starts preaching and comes down to Jerusalem. And, and then the second half, or from chapter 12 to verse 28, uh, Acts, uh, the, until the end of the book of Acts, sorry, um, is um, the life of Paul. He's the main character for this, the last two-thirds of the last 20 years of the book of Acts focuses on the ministry of Paul. The first 10 years, 12 chapters, focus on the life of Peter, which is a pretty amazing life. But they're, they're men. They're just perfect. And uh, they're, they're not perfect. And uh, anyway, okay. Uh, Acts chapter 18, verses 1 through 3. According to Schofield's outline, Paul at Corinth. According to Usher's dating system, circa AD 54. Verse 1. After these things, which you'll have to look back at chapter 17, well, his entry in, in the Macedonian call and his entry into uh, Asia, I mean into uh, Greece, across the Aegean Sea. After these things, Paul departed from Athens, so he's moved south into Athens. And he, he get the Mars Hill uh, sermon, which was in chapter 17. And he leaves Ath Athens, and he goes about 70 miles and came to Corinth. Corinth has two books of the Bible written to the, to the Corinthians. And Paul spent quite some time in Corinth. And... Uh, all right, so about 70 miles west of Athens is the city of Corinth in the southern tip of 
the Macedonian Peninsula. Anyway, uh, all right, chapter, uh, verse, chapter 1, verse 2. And found a certain Jew in Corinth named Aquila, born in Pontus. And Pont Pontus is a region in the north coast of Asia Minor. So, uh, but lately come from Italy. So Pontus got around. He, he lately came from Italy, also known as Rome. Uh, with his wife Priscilla, because that Claudius, the emperor of Rome, had commanded all Jews to depart from the city of Rome. And Paul came unto Aquila and Priscilla in Corinth. And because he was of the same, because Paul was of the same craft, he abode with Aquila and Priscilla and worked or wrought for the by for by their occupation they were tent makers so Paul was a tent maker some people call uh, missionaries that pay their own way tent maker and I'm not saying that that's you know giving to missions is a good idea giving to your local church is a good idea something my wife and I did have done for many years anyway um, but anyway Paul was a tent maker so no one the, the heir of Balaam and the heir of uh, well, the heir of Balaam is to be doing it for the money, using it, and uh, that's that's not the reason to to be in the ministry. And I think Paul's making that point. But at the same time, Paul says that the workman is worthy of his hire. So those that labor in the word uh, are, are should be taken care of. But Paul labored in the word, but he also labored making tents with Aquila and Priscilla in Corinth. He was staying there for a while. When he was in uh, um, Thessalonica, he, you know, he, he when he wrote First and Second Thessalonians back to them, he said, you know, we were unchargeable to you. We we paid our own way. Yeah, again, uh, if you can do that, that's great. Um, but again, it, it should not be about the money. Uh, and the Lord's going to take care of you, as He take care of Paul here, which is just amazing. And again, I, yesterday I said um, Philippians 4, 6. It's just, uh, be careful for nothing but in everything. By prayer and supplications, let your requests be made known unto God. God, uh, you know, help me with these podcasts. Help me with, uh, I'm doing a baptism in a, in a couple of weeks. And I need to get that organized and done. Not exactly sure. I don't really have a church, you know, where that's possible whatever I don't know I mean I probably could but it's, it's Mother's Day coming up and and uh, maybe I'll, I'll talk to her and see what she wants done but it's a girl that I met back in 85 when we first came to Miami after I graduated from Bible College Barb and I and Barb led her to the Lord and she was just a little kid at church and uh, was very special in our lives very bright uh, and it's going to be good to see her again. But and she she contacted me and said she wanted to be baptized. So I've never baptized anybody. So it'll be my first one. But anyway, need to talk to her about it and see what what she wants. Is it, you know publicly it could be at a beach or something like that or down where we live, or it could be I I don't really know what she wants. She's probably uh, amenable to anything that 
that, but I just want to see what she wants. You know, commander's guidance. Get some guidance from her. Whatever. All right. Uh, and Paul reasoned, verse 4 to 11, the founding of the church at Corinth. So if you're a church, if you want to be a church planner, you might want to read Acts chapter 18, verses 4 through 11. And Paul reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded the Jews and the Greeks. Verse 5, And when Silas and Timotheus were come from Macedonia, Paul was pressed in the Spirit and testified to the Jews that Jesus was the Christ. So what, what is he persuading the Jews and the Greeks in Corinth about? That Jesus was the Christ. And you know, I don't like really the past tense there, but he is the Christ. <laughs> but uh, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, uh, Jesus was the Christ. He is Jesus the same yesterday, today, and forever. Um, Hebrews 13.8. Uh, so, anyway, probably shouldn't even mention that, but yeah, whatever. I, I think you learn by asking questions. That's what I think. Anyway, Paul was pressed in the spirit. Now, that's not, you know, the the translators here didn't didn't capitalize that. And again, you can't go by what they capitalized because all the Greek letters were. That's all they had was capital letters. So these manuscripts were completely written, and, and they're not the originals. They're copies of the original. But you can't just go with lowercase. But it, it could, you know, in their opinion, it was his spirit. We're body, soul, and spirit. We're creating the image of God. We have a Trinity, and so Paul's spirit. Uh, pressed in his spirit and testified to the Jews that Jesus was the Christ, which is, uh, you know, fighting words in some places. Paul's already been stoned in Lystra, where he picked up Timothy on his second missionary journey and brought him to a Greek father and had him circumcised so that the Jews would not, you know, not offend the Jews. And, you know, we should not offend people. Now, if the gospel offends people, Paul offends people all the time, but, but with the gospel of the grace of God. Verse 6, And when they opposed themselves, and that's what lost people do. If you're not trusting Christ as your Savior, you're opposing yourself. And blaspheme, well, Jesus is not the Christ, and blah, 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 blah. You know, I believe part of the Bible, I don't believe all the Bible. I don't know how you reasonably do that. I don't, I don't know how you do that, but I, I just take it as it's written. And he shook his raiment and said unto the Jews he was uh, testifying to that Jesus was or is the Christ. Um, you, well, was as far as they're concerned, because they, they know they saw him die on a cross 20 years before this. Whatever, some of them did. Uh, your blood, when he was here on the earth, when Christ w walked on the earth, I think that's what he's talking about here with the past tense. Your blood be upon your own heads. You know, and that's what I love about this podcast. You know, I can just meet people and say, you know, tell old friends in in the army or, you know, in group chats and stuff like, hey, check out my podcast. And if they're looking at me when I'm with the Lord Jesus Christ at the great white throne at the end of the millennium and they're lost people that hadn't trusted Christ are being judged for punishment in hell, they're going to look at me and they're going to, you know, some people will say, hey, why didn't you tell me? But but um, Paul says right here, Your blood's be on your own heads, for I am clean. From henceforth I will go unto the Gentiles. Which isn't going to slow him down around. He's still going to make a third missionary trip and uh, writes to the Corinthians, the believers. 
Greeks are usually considered Gentiles, but there are Jewish, there are Greek believers, and they're Greek Jewish people too. Verse 7, And Paul departed thence and entered into a certain man's house named Justice, one that worshipped God, whose house joined hard to the synagogue. I don't know if that makes him a priest or something. I really don't know. But he worshipped God. And Crispus, the chief ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord and all his house. Seems like, you know, families are trusting Christ. And really, that, you know, your family should be your first, you know, people you, you try to be relentless to in sharing the gospel. And, you know, and go to a good church that presents a good, clear gospel. Check out your children's teachers and all of that. And many of the Corinthians hearing believed and were baptized. Well, this is where the church is getting started. So um, that's how you do it. You you witness. And, uh, but Paul is, is already... is. And then verse 9. Then the Lord... And this is really good for you if you're starting a church. Then spake the Lord to Paul in the night by a vision. Okay? I think you can have a, an angel, you know, face to face. I don't think that's a vision. Uh, a theophanies or a Christophanies. Uh, or you can have a dream, which like uh, Joseph, the father of the, the husband of Mary, I should say, um, had a vision or a dream. I think it was a dream that the angel came to him and said, you, you know, the, what's it? you can take Mary to be your wife. Uh she she's what she's told you is true anyway but be not afraid paul we always think of paul as fearless but here's the lord speaking to paul in in chapter 18 verse 9 then spake the lord to paul by night in a vision and again if jesus if god's ever going to appear to me it better be in a vision or a dream because i think i'm gonna die of a heart attack if you know some person starts talking to me but anyway be not, af- be not afraid, but speak and hold not thy peace. You know, Paul, was, Paul prayed for boldness. In Ephesians 6, after he talked about the armor of God, he prays, pray for me for boldness. Because he was just a person. He was just a man. I think he's disfigured from, from being stoned in Lystra. He says that, you know, I'm, I'm from a distance in writing letters, I'm powerful, but when I come to see you, I'm weak. He might have had a vision problem. He might have had, uh, you know, he has a thorn in the flesh at any rate. Be not afraid. You know, I think I would have a little post-traumatic if I got, you know, rocks coming in on me to a point where I was taken out as dead, caught up into the third heaven, whether in the body or out of the body, he didn't know. So I don't know. I'm just guessing here. If he doesn't know, I don't know. But but Luke was the writer of, of Acts, and he said, you know, it's Dr. Luke, the beloved physician, and he, he said he was taken out for dead. But anyway, be not af- here's the Lord speaking to Paul in verse 9. Be not afraid, but speak and hold not thy peace. For I am with thee, and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee. For I have much people in this city. So, you know, Corinth is, is his town. And it, don't be afraid, Paul. I know you've been through a lot in your 10 years of ministry, but you got 10 more years to go. 
And Paul continued there a year and six months in Corinth, teaching the word of God among them. And that, that's what I'd like to think I'm trying to do here in my not-so-eloquent, not-so-learned way. And I just jumped into it, but I'm getting better with the technology. But more important, I'm getting better with, with my presentation. Using a PowerPoint, I can put notes in here to help me and things like that. But anyway, uh, Paul finishes his second missionary journey in the next 10 verses of chapter 18. Chapter 18, verses uh, 12 through 22. He finishes his second missionary journey, which brings him back to Antioch where he's going to start his third missionary journey in chapter 18. So right after he finishes the first, he starts the second. Um, but a year is going to go by in, in uh, well, in uh, Corinth right now. and Or it already has. And when Gallio was deputy of Achaia, Achaia, A-C-H-A-I-A, Achaia, um, that is the, just below Macedonia on the Macedonian Peninsula. It's a region of Greece. The Jews made insurrection with, with one accord against Paul. So, hey, Paul's faith in God is going to be tested here. He's uh, in Achaia. That's where uh, Corinth is, if I'm not mistaken, is in the below Macedonia in this region of Greek region, where Athens is and uh, all of that. Okay, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty positive that, that Corinth is in Achaia. So these Jews uh, made insurrection with one accord against Paul and brought him to the, the Greek judgment seat, possibly the Roman judgment seat. I mean, Roman rules the world. Uh, I don't know if Caesar Augustus is still alive. But uh, probably not, Claudius, whatever. But but still, it's the Pax Romana, 200 years of peace because nobody messed with the Romans. Anyway, uh, Paul, and there was some form of judge, justice. And uh, against Paul, let me read verse 12 again. And when Ga Gallio, the deputy of the region of Achaia, the, the Jews made insurrection with one accord against Paul, and brought Paul to the judgment seat, to Achaia's judgment seat, saying, This fellow persuadeth men to worship God contrary to the law. But, and when Paul, verse 14, and when Paul was about to open his mouth, God steps in, and Gallio, the deputy of the region of, Corinth, of Achaia, said unto the Jews, If it were a matter of wrong or wicked lewdness, O ye Jews, reason would that I should bear with you. But if it be a question of words and names and of your law, look you to it. I will be no judge of such matters. So, this guy has got the wisdom of uh, Chief Justice, uh, the one that set up uh, Marbury versus Madison, the, the first uh, 
the great chief justice that said, I'm not going to hear the case. I'm not going to hear it. And that set up the principle of judicial review in our Supreme Court. Supreme Court doesn't have to hear every single case, but they only hear constitutional issues. Anyway, maybe that's where Matt, Marbury versus Madison. Madison was the president of the United States. Marbury wanted a job and and an executive job. And, and the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, I forgot his name, sorry, but I do remember the Supreme Court, Kate, Marbury versus Madison. And he said, uh, we're not going to hear it. I mean, everybody say, oh, that's so brilliant. Anyway, maybe he got it from study of the Bible. He, he looked up to this guy. Somebody pointed out that Gallio said, not hearing it, not going to bear with you guys. This is ridiculous. Talking about Jesus is the Christ. I'm not, you know, what am I, oh, I'm going to hear that case. Um, I would like to, I, you know, I'm hoping Gallio's in heaven. Uh, that would be great. But uh, that's going to be the great thing about heaven is the people that are there. And he, Gallio, drove them, drove them from the judgment seat. You know, guards, get them out of here. And all the Greeks of Corinth took Sothenes, the chief ruler of the synagogue, and beat him before the judgment seat. And Gallio cared for none of these things. So God says he's got your back. Paul, he's got your back. Now, Paul was beaten with rods. He was shipwrecked a day and a night in the deep. He was stoned. I mean, Paul had a rough life, imprisoned. Uh, but God had his back. And I think Paul sure lived a life that indicated it. But, but God didn't need to come to him because he was just a human. And he, and he needed encouragement. And God can do that for you if you're trying to step outside your comfort zone and do a ministry for God. Verse 18. And Paul, after this, tarried there yet a good while, so he's still hanging around Corinth, uh, and then took his leave of the brethren and sailed thence to Syria, which is, that's where uh, Antioch is, the Antioch of Syria, of not Antioch in the middle of Asia Minor, but the Antioch uh, of the uh, Arabian Peninsula. And Paul, after he tarried, there in Corinth yet a good while, and then took his leave of the brethren and sailed thence to Syria, and with him Priscilla and Aquila. So they're hanging on. They're sticking like glue to Paul. A lot of people did that, I guess. And having short, I think Paul cut his hair for some reason in Chinchria. He had made a vow. Well, Paul, I'm sure if he made a vow, he was going to do it. You know, if you... Uh, do this, I'll shave my head. Whatever. I don't know what he. I don't know what the shaved head vow was, and I don't know that it's explained. I think you know I could probably study somebody's commentary on it, but I'm going to pass on that. Uh, and he came to Ephesus, so he sailed across the Aegean Sea back to Asia Minor, to Ephesus. He's on his way back to uh, Antioch. He's finishing his second missionary journey. And starting his one in the next few verses. Starting his third one. And he came to Ephesus and left there. And left them there. But he himself left them there. I think that was uh, Priscilla and Aquila. Because they were, they were, spent a lot of time with Paul. So they were ready to teach, I think, themselves. But he himself entered into the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. 
I wonder what he's reasoning. Probably that Jesus, whom you crucified, was the Christ. And and again, when we say the Jews crucified, he, di- you, he died for you and he died for me. He died for our sins. We might as well nailed him to the cross. Verse 20, And they desired him to tarry longer in Ephesus with them. He consented not. He said, no, got to go. Verse 21, But bade them farewell, saying, I must by all means keep the feast that cometh in Jerusalem. Now, again, I'm personally curious about what feast this is. I think, you know, the temple is still in existence. So as long as they have the temple, they can still, you know, perform sacrifices and do all that kind of stuff. But God puts an end to that when the temple is destroyed and the Jews are scattered in AD 70 by Caesar Titus. Okay, Paul bid Aquila and Priscilla goodbye in Ephesus and saying, I must keep the feast that cometh in Jerusalem. He's going to go there and persuade them that Jesus is the Christ. But I will return again unto you. Got a third missionary journey. If God will, which is what we should always say. I don't ever like to say, see you next week. I really don't like that. Lord willing, I'll see you next week. I really like that. There's a verse that's, you know, boast not yourself on the morrow. Uh, For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little while. For that you ought to say, if God will, we shall live and do this or that. So if God will, I'll make a podcast tomorrow and he sailed from Ephesus so he's going across uh, and and he goes down to Caesarea and when he had landed in Caesarea which is just on the coast uh, 50 miles from Jerusalem and gone up that is code for went up to Jerusalem as I've told you many times you always go up to Jerusalem because it's uh, the Dead Sea is 1,400 feet below sea level. So and the Dead Sea is about 50 miles from Jerusalem. So you're going up, and, and Jerusalem is, I think, over 2,000 2, uh, feet up in the air. Anyway, and when he was landed, at, when Paul was landed at Caesarea, when his ship got him there, and, and gone up to Jerusalem and saluted the church in Jerusalem, James and, and all those guys, um, it's only been the only apostle that's been killed that I know of is is uh, J- James the uh, in the son of Zebedee, uh, James and John the son of thunder, and the inner three too. I mean the loss of James was was huge, but James the less is great man of God too, and he went down to Antioch, and again that's north, but again you always go down, you always go up to Jerusalem, and you go down from from Jerusalem. Okay, in, in chapter uh, 18, verse 23, to the end of the chapter, verse 28, so the next six verses, uh, we see Paul begin his third missionary journey. Verse 23, And after he had spent some time there in Antioch, um, let me look at the usher dating system here. I uh, Let's see here. Um, chapter 18. Yeah, well, a year's gone by, so, uh, you know, this is... 
it's eight, uh, circa 54, so it, it's a year or two. Because um, he did spend a year, what, he spent some time there and he spent some time, uh, anyway, in Antioch. So, so um, it looks like, <clears throat> anyway, so not, not a, a, an appreciable amount of time has gone by, a year or two. Uh, Galatia, okay, verse 23. And after Paul had spent some time in Antioch with the believers there, he departed and went over the country of Galatia. So he, it doesn't sound like he sailed to Cyprus. He's leaving that to, to Paul and, and John Mark. I mean, to uh, Cyrus. Up. Um, come on. Who's the missionary to? The one on the first missionary journey. Second missionary journey was Paul and Barnabas. So I think he's leaving Cyprus to Barnabas now and to John. And they're in very capable hands. And again, John wrote the book of uh, Mark, John Mark. Verse 23. And after Paul had spent some time there in Antioch, he departed and went over the country of Galatia, which is a, a central region of Asia Minor, uh, and Phrygia, which is down along the coast of Asia Minor. So he's visiting all the church. He writes the, Galatia, the book of Galatians to the churches in Galatia, like Lystra and uh, places like that. So uh, strengthening all the disciples. So how do you strengthen disciples? You, what are disciples? They're learners. You teach them the word of God. Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep, feed my sheep, the word of God. I like to do it verse by verse. Verse 24. And a certain Jew named Apollos, born in Alexandria, I didn't look it up, the only Alexandria I know is in Egypt, but an eloquent man, which obviously <coughs> I am not, and mighty in the scriptures. Mighty in the scriptures. At this point, pretty much the Old Testament. And came to Ephesus. So he's up on the coast of uh, the Aegean Sea on the Asia Minor coast. In Ephesus. This man was instructed in the way of the Lord. And being fervent in the spirit, he spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord. Knowing only the baptism of John. So... Well, you know, John the Baptist, you know, the king, there's the kingdom of... Well, here's the gospel according to John the Baptist. So, if all he knew was John the Baptist, let me show you what John the Baptist knew. Knowing only the baptism of John the Baptist. I guess he didn't know the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but I, I don't know how he could not know it. But anyway, um, at, at this point in my life, I mean, 2,000 years after Pentecost, you know, I wouldn't know it either. I mean, I, I, I looked up from a prayer when I trust the Lord. I said, hey, I thought something was going to happen. I thought I was going to feel something. I was going to fall on the ground and start foaming at the mouth or something. I didn't. I said, nothing happened. I prayed your prayer nothing happened. He said, it's someday, someday not, you know, some, it's not a feeling. Some days you'll feel good. Some days you'll feel bad. But if you trust Christ, you're going to heaven. And I said, okay. And then that girl stopped me. At, well, it didn't stop me, but I stopped. Well, whatever. She looked up at me as I was walking through. Everybody else was gone. And and uh, the Bible college kids were waiting for a ride to back to Florida Bible College. And she said, uh, if I never see you again, I'll see you in heaven. And then I did, then I did feel something. I, I felt, wow, this, 
I think this is legit. Here's what John said in John chapter the John the Baptist said in John chapter three. He that believeth on the Son of God hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. So that's the gospel according to John. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. That's what I do. The gospel according to Jesus Christ. John chapter 5, a couple of chapters after chapter 3. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me has everlasting life. John 3.16, For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. John the Baptist, John chapter 3, verse 36, He that believeth on the Son has everlasting life. He that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. It's a free gift. I don't know what more God can do. Verse 26. And Apollos in Ephesus began to speak boldly in the synagogue whom when Aquila and Priscilla Priscilla had heard, they took him unto them and expounded unto him the way of God more completely, more you know, baptism of the Holy Spirit, Pentecost. I'm not exactly sure, but uh, people have been getting saved for a long time before Jesus walked on the earth. So you definitely can get saved from the Old Testament. Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. The gospel goes all the way back to the garden. Verse 27. And when Apollos was disposed to pass into Achaia, that means cross the Aegean Sea over into Athens and Corinth area, the brethren wrote a letter of introduction exhorting the disciples to receive Apollos, who when he was come helped them much which had believed through grace. That's what we've done. That's how you come to Christ is you you believe in God's grace and God's mercy. And grace implies gift, the gift of eternal life, the free gift. You're not trying, if it's, it's either of grace or of works, otherwise grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, it's no more of grace, otherwise work is no more work. Romans 11.6, if I'm not mistaken. That's a great verse to look it up. It's either of apples or it's no more of oranges, otherwise apples are no more apples. But if it be of oranges, it's no more of apples, otherwise oranges are no more oranges. It cannot be grace and works. It's, they're separate. Verse 28, And Apollos mightily convinced the Jews, and that publicly, showing by the Scriptures, the Old Testament at this point, that Jesus was Christ. You use the past tense because he walked on the earth in a lot of these. These are apostolic age. I mean, Peter knows, you know, walked with him. Some of these people saw him. So when he was here on earth, he but he's still a Christ in heaven, whatever. I am fixating on that little past tense word there, but but Jesus was, is, always will be. The same yesterday, today, and forever. So take a look at Hebrews 3.8, if you have any questions about who Jesus was, is he's the he's the beginner and the ender. He's the begin he's the creator, he's the judge, he's 
God, there are three that bear record in heaven. First John 5, 7. There are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. All right, I'm going to say adios, which is to God. And I'm going to say vaya con Dios, go with God.